You're listening to From Woke to Work, The Anti-Racist Journey. My name is Kamala Avila-Salmon, and I gotta be real with you. A black square on your Instagram does not make you an anti-racist, but there is a path. Join me as I guide you from becoming aware of racial injustice to actually doing something about it. Whether you're an ally ready to take action or just a Black person looking for someone else to answer all those ally questions, you're in the right place. It's time to go from woke to work. Welcome to the very first episode of From Woke to Work, The Anti-Racist Journey. I am so, so excited to take this journey with you guys and talk a little bit about what it means to really get serious about doing the work of dismantling racism. My name is Kamala Avila-Salmon. Now you're probably wondering why you're listening to me. The truth is, eight years ago, it was pretty unlikely that you would have been. Eight years ago, I was a pretty typical Harvard-educated, overachieving Black woman trying to climb the ladder in corporate America. And then Trayvon Martin was murdered. His killer went free, and outside the Black community, it seemed like no one really cared. Like, maybe they felt bad for a minute, and then everybody moved on. Since then, I've been fascinated, energized, traumatized, and brought to my knees by racism and anti-Blackness in America. It's consistency, it's predictability, it's ubiquity, it's non-stopness. I started seeing it everywhere. I noticed it in the way that the white pastors of my multiracial church would talk more about the wells they were building in Africa than what they did to support Black lives in America. I noticed it in the wedding pictures that my friends would post where I had to look real hard just to find more than two Black guests. Despite these couples meeting and wedding in some of the biggest and most diverse cities in America, I noticed it as well in the way that the Monday after a mass school shooting, usually of white people by white people, I couldn't make it to my desk without running into several colleagues eager to talk about this fresh tragedy and what we could do about it. But the Mondays after Philando Castile and Michael Brown and Freddie Gray and Sandra Bland, they were real quiet at work. Did Black Death just run on a different news network that only Black people got? I don't think so. I started seeing the world through race-colored glasses, and racism was everywhere. I began writing about race and sharing my own reflections on Facebook, on everything from Trayvon to Trump. And then a peculiar thing started happening. More and more non-Black people started casually referring to themselves as allies. They would post Black Lives Matter and Black Square profile pictures. But when I saw their church services, their wedding photos, their kids' play dates, their job functions, Black faces were just as hard to find as they ever were. There is something wrong with the way that we're talking about race. There's something missing about the way that we're talking about allyship. And I felt it more acutely than ever in the wake of the murders of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd. In this moment, the biggest global awakening on racism and racial injustice in a generation. More and more white and non-Black people overall started showing up declaring themselves anti-racist. But what were they doing, like actually doing? Besides messages of concern to their Black friends and temporary BLM profile pictures, what actions were they actually taking? I started to get mad. 
But then I just started to get curious. Did these newly woke allies know that they needed to do things to bring about racial justice and equity? Did they know what to do? I put pen to paper and sketched out an anti-racism journey, modeled after the traditional marketing funnel of how we get consumers from unaware to adopters of our product. I'm a marketer, by the way. Over the series of this podcast, we'll talk about that journey, how you can go from being woke, i.e. aware of racial inequity and injustice in our country, to actually doing the work, doing something about it. Knowledge is not action. Feelings are not action. Reading books about race is not action. Only action is action. So let's get after it. The fight for racial justice is now, and we can't afford to be any later than we already are. It's time to start the anti-racist journey. As I said, there are several steps. We have six steps specifically. And let's just be clear from the beginning. This is not a one-way journey. You will journey up and down and back up again all throughout your life. That's actually a sign that you're doing it right. Because once you really start talking about racism and taking it seriously, you should find that it is an absolutely endless, lifelong journey to get to, quote unquote, the other side. I don't know that I'll see the full journey for our society in my lifetime, to be honest. But for the purposes of this podcast, we'll go through each level sequentially, going deeper and deeper into the funnel, heading towards our goal of true, effective, committed anti-racism. So let's talk about the levels that we're going to unpack this season. First is awareness. This is where all allies begin. Now you know about racial injustice. Some event happened that shattered your bubble of innocence. The next step, sympathy you start to feel really bad about it. It makes you sad and probably uncomfortable too. Next stop is empathy. You're starting to feel pained by it. Another shooting of an unarmed Black person? What is happening in America? Racism, friends. Racism is happening. We really need to do something. My Black friends just can't live like this. Here's our first light bulb moment. Empathy is not the end of the journey, but so many think it is. This is actually what inspired me to draw the funnel in the first place, because I saw so many friends and colleagues arriving at the point of, Kamala, this is so unfair, I just made a donation. And then that would be it. I didn't see any other kind of behavior change. So let me be clear, feeling bad for your Black friends is not the solution to racism. You're going to need to keep going deeper into the funnel. The fourth level is reflection. I think this is one of the most important levels and probably the most skipped. If you are not Black and really trying to be useful in addressing racism and anti-Blackness, you need to spend a lot of time really internalizing your place in a white supremacist society. None of us is able to sit outside that system, so what role are you playing? Why did it take the on-camera murder of a Black man over almost nine minutes to make you really want to get involved? The Black people in your life are definitely wondering why you didn't do whatever it is you're doing now when Eric Garner died pretty much the same exact way six years ago. What's really changed for you and how do you know? Is it just the pandemic? If so, how much credit are you going to take in this change? And how reliable is your rage if it might start to fade once the world opens up again? Where have you been silent in your life? Who are you still not talking about race with? 
What books are you reading to learn more? And what does it mean if the only book you're reading and recommending is by a white woman? These are only a few of the questions you need to ask yourself. Every time we see a self-proclaimed white ally taking some action in the name of racial justice that feels counterproductive and performative, we can almost be certain they didn't do the reflection that they needed to. Seriously, do not skip this step. The next level is allyship. Allyship is when you start to get serious about noticing and interrupting racism wherever it occurs. Ta-da, you made it, right? No. There are six steps to this journey, not five. But all too often, allyship is about acting on behalf of someone else, but still seeing yourself as separate from. Allyship too often only extends to your personal comfort level. How far can I push it before I'm inconvenienced or before I have to give something up? I am for the equality of Black people, but if I have to sacrifice something to get there, nope. The final step is anti-racism. That is our goal. This is when you are invested enough to say, we can't just interrupt white supremacy. We actually need to dismantle it, brick by ill-gotten brick. And if the whole system needs to topple in service of that goal, so be it. Anti-racism is not a place of rest. It is a daily commitment to noticing and divesting from white privilege, white supremacy, and anti-Blackness, even and especially when you find it in yourself, which you will. So over the course of this season, we're going to unpack each and every one of these levels, what they are, how to get there, and why you just can't stay there. I'm inviting some of my favorite people to come through and break it down with me. And here's what I want you to do in the end. Something. Something more than what you are doing right now. This journey is not about perfection. You'll never be perfect. It's not even about a destination, though I do hope that you make it all the way to anti-racism. The journey is about progress, moving deeper and deeper into the funnel and becoming more informed and more useful with every passing day. Friends, however exhausted you are by talking about racism, just think about how exhausted we are living with it. The only way out is through. We need to get serious about doing something to change our country. It's time to go from woke to work. Let's start the journey. Thanks for joining us and for making it this far. As always, I'm Kamala Avila-Salmon, and you can follow me on social media at TheRealKS1. Subscribe now wherever you listen to podcasts, and don't forget to rate us to help more people find the show. From Woke to Work was produced by me, Kamala Avila-Salmon, in partnership with Julian Lewis and TJ Bonaventura at StudioPod. Edits were made by Lab. Our amazing artwork was designed by Tommy Gomez. And this fire track I'm speaking on was produced by Dave Contrap. Until next time.